Hello, and welcome to another Contemplative Living. You know, on Sundays, we normally broadcast live, but we didn't get a chance this week because, well, life happens. And so we've had to record this one, and I'll float it up there on the channel, and I hope hope you get to see it. If you've subscribed, then you should be able to get notification, especially if you click the bell and let you know, to let YouTube know that you want to be notified of our uh, podcasts every week. So anyway, today we're talking about it's our nature to bloom. And, you know, uh, this is something that's dear to my heart as well, as a lot of my podcasts are. But um, Spirit once said to me, you know, relate to life from the larger perspective of awakened consciousness. And so in order for us to really bloom, we need to connect with our higher nature and the larger perspective. So let's get to it. Welcome. Now creating a life of peace. This is Contemplative Living with David Bennett. Contemplations and Reflections To help with spiritual living, this podcast is made possible by dharmatalks.com. Okay, so we're talking about it's our nature to bloom. And I'm talking about blooming spiritually. I'm talking about, you know, how do we how do we achieve an awakened state? And you know, not everybody is going to achieve an awakened state, unfortunately. Um, at least maybe not in this lifetime. But we can all work toward it, and we can create that ideal, that that's our, our goal, that's our shining star that we're striving toward. And so, and with it, we will change. We will change. But how many seeds does a tree produce each year? And how many become trees? So we all know that as we stroll through, you know, lust forests and, or marvel at, you know, towering giants, or just as we walk through our concrete jungles and we see these magnificent trees, and we wonder, you know, just how many seeds these trees bear each year. Well, and further still, how many of these tiny little treasures manage to find their way into sprouting into new life? So this is the analogy of our journey, our blooming. And so trees are generous beings that give rise to countless offspring every year. And hopefully that even a fraction of them will, you know, evade adversity and, um, and take root. So, but not all these seeds on their extraordinary journeys to try to find a place where they can take root and 
will will develop into trees. But even among those that are blessed with um, that ingenuity, that abundance, only a select few will unveil their true potential as grand sentinels. And the path from seed to mighty oak is, you know, frightful in many ways. It takes a lot to get to that point. So we have to, you know, it requires patience. It requires nurturing to start the seedling and to, and to give it what it needs in order to nourish it and so that it can grow. But many feel chained, many of us feel chained by necessity or by choice into material approaches of life. And we need to break the chains and blossom. And I can tell you, I, from firsthand experience, I felt the same way. I've always been that engineer. I've always had that, you know, that's that training that I've had. And so um, I tend to get, you know, get caught up in the circumstances and, and fall into, you know, materialistic approaches. We all do. It's, it's a part of being human, I think. And so, you know, but we need to break that chain. And if we want to live on a higher plane, if we want to access our higher levels of awareness, if we want to bloom, we need to step back or rise, actually not so much step back as rise above the materialistic needs that seem to be nagging at us all the time. Do we need all that stuff? You know, it's a good question. It's, it's something to ponder. It's something to contemplate. So our spiritual nature inspires and encourages us to enter a mystery of potential. Now, I saw this in my near-death experience. I saw that we have a path before us of pure potentiality. And our spiritual nature inspires and encourages us to enter a mystery of this potential. It beckons us to explore the depths of our being, unearthing hidden treasures that lie within, just as the seed carries within itself the blueprint of its growth into a magnificent flower, so too do we have the potential and an innate capability for blooming. In this journey towards self-discovery, we step into the domain of this unknown, a realm where possibilities are boundless and limitations dissolve before our very eyes. Our spiritual nature serves as our guide in navigating this vast terrain, and it's gently nudging us towards paths less traveled, just like, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, like explorers charting new territories, we embark on a quest to unlock the secrets held deep within ourselves. And with each step forward, we shed old layers. We just take those layers off of conditioning and we embrace our authentic selves more fully. 
and we grow that connection and we peel back the veil obscuring our true essence, unveiling facets of beauty and strength that were previously unknown within us. And as we delve deeper into this mystery, mysterious realm, it becomes evident that there's no end point, but rather it's an ever-folding process, an ongoing dance between discovery and surrender. Yeah. The more we engage with our spiritual nature, the more it reveals itself to us. Like a radiant sunrise painting colors across an endless sky. So, there's unlimited potential available to us. And in our hyper-individualistic culture, that's hard to say, individualistic culture, we get attached to identity and independence. Remember, we've talked about it in the past that, you know, in this life, we seem to feel like we're individuals striving. We're separate individuals and separation is an illusion because we are interconnected. And so, but in this hyper life that we live with all these inputs coming into us at all times, day and night, we get pulled along and we get attached to these identities that we put on, these cloaks. And we were just talking about letting those cloaks go, releasing them. So you think, if you have a spiritual practice, you think you're working on your spiritual practice. But <laughs> the funny thing is, it's the spiritual practice that's working on you. We diligently engage in meditation or mindfulness exercises, believing that these practices will lead us to enlightenment and inner peace. Yet little do we realize that it's not us who orchestrates this profound metaphor, metaphor bleh, easy for me to say, metamorphosis. Instead, it's the very act of practicing itself that molds and shapes us. So it's the practice, you know, just like that bud that unfolds its delicate petals without conscious effort, our spiritual practice unravels layers within us we never knew existed. It tenderly moves through the recesses of our being. It tenderly moves us like a gentle breeze, you know, wafting across the leaves of a tree. And every moment spent in contemplation or stillness chips away at the egoic barriers and, the, and nurtures the seeds of compassion and self-awareness. You know, we may believe we hold all the power over our practice, but in truth, it holds an equal sway over us. Constant rhythm of dedication gradually guides us towards areas where personal growth awaits, and it's beckoning us to confront fears and embrace our vulnerability vulnerabilities. Boy, I'm really having a tough time pronouncing today. So, 
our spiritual practice changes us in fundamental ways so that we can bloom. I can't strive this point enough. The practice changes us, just the act of doing it. So we need to develop that practice. And yes, it does require a little discipline at first, but the reward is just so amazing. So amazing to have that connection with your higher consciousness and to use it on a day-to-day basis so that it helps and guides you where you need to be. So we can hold to our intentions. And this is part of that, you know, it starts out as a discipline, but we, we establish intentions and we hold to our intentions and use them to meet everything that we encounter on our journey. This is how we find our path to our practice, to our life, and, be, and begin to bloom. Because intentions often are often seen as these ethereal wisps of thought <laughs> and have the remarkable power to shape our reality. Well, just like seeds carried within the blueprint for that flower, intentions carry within them the potential for our transformative growth. So it's important that we establish these intentions because when we do and when we embrace a powerful, empowering intention, then that potential that we initially started talking about today, that potential that's out there for all of us, that potential becomes a path for growth and for transformation. Life is an unpredictable path filled with both joys and challenges. We know that. (laughs) Any of us that have been on this, walking this earth, know that. And yet, when we firmly anchor ourselves in our intentions, we create a guiding light that illuminates even the darkest corners of uncertainty. It's this beacon that empowers us to navigate through life's twists and turns with grace and resilience. So, we need to take the first step. We need to move forward, constantly moving forward. We don't want to live a stagnant life where we're just following along with the crowd or being swept away with the circumstances. Instead, we're going to move forward. We're going to make sure that our seeds are in a place where they can find root and where they can start to break through the surface and begin to feel the radiant rays of light and that transformative nature that resides within each and every one of us. So I hope you find your path this week. I hope you take the first step to establishing that practice and begin meditating on a consistent and consistent basis so that the practice itself has the ability to start changing you and sending that message up to the divine and to the universal consciousness that here I am, I'm ready and allow it to help 
to send you guidance on your path. I hope you have a blessed week. Namaste. Thank you for listening today to Contemplative Living with David Bennett. Please be sure to subscribe, listen, and share with your friends wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Podbean app. You can find the links to these on David's website, dharmatalks.com, on the Contemplative Living page. Have a blessed week.